I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, it's no, al- yo, it's you're already good, no, going. You're, you're good to go. Yeah. Just so whenever uh, whenever you're ready. You oh. Can, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't this realize is, we were recording no, right now. No, you're good. This is just to get you right. comfortable so, in, in the zone. Absolutely not in the zone. All right. So <clears throat> one, two, three. Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse. How's it going, John? It's going well. I um, fucked up that uh, entire thing. What, you want to do it again? I want to do it one more time because right. I'm because I'm. You're fine. I'm we can do another take. We can do another take. Yeah. We have all of this infinite. Yeah, exactly. We have infinite tape. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we don't. We are out of uh, the uh, take the two. Itch. I'm not. Uh, I'm not paying for film. You know, like yeah. when you had to uh, have actually. A reel. This, these could be good blooper tracks. <laughs> <laughs> No one wanted to go to sleep. I just like right? that because you were like, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't, no, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Because like I forgot of, about the uh, a show where we talk about blog. It's not like any of us have any moving to do or anything like that. Oh, no. Oh, dang. No. Oh, shit. Okay. So, <laughs> one, two, three. Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, the show where we talk about slasher films. How's it going, John? <laughs> it's going well. I was actually really excited for this one. Um, I watched uh, the movies that we're going to talk about today just last night. Um, but before we get into some of those, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jonathan. You just heard the voice of Mitch, my other co-host. And today we're actually missing one of our other co-hosts, so we brought on a guest. Our guest tonight is Isaac. Isaac, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, John. I really appreciate you coming on to talk with us because I know it's a little bit hard to get people sort of last minute. But your game, you came, you showed up, you've got beer. Yeah, so no, you yeah <laughs> I, I, it sounded like a good time, and you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the horror movies and obviously good friends with mitch and you know i I know you as well so oh yeah thought it would be a good idea it could be a good time the movies that we decided on though we want to talk about black christmas the original the one that came out in 1974 and also the final girls not to be confused with final girl which is (laughs) which is a film we'll talk about we'll talk about it would have to explain that later right because i'm still a little upset about it i'm in trouble well, what happened? So what happened is I told them which movie it was that we were gonna li- <laughs> we were gonna watch, and then Mitch went and found the Final Girl, which is an awful movie, and they watched it twice before they watched the Final Girls. How did that happen? How did you <laughs> how did you mess mess that up? Well, we were in the chat and we're discussing all the movies we're gonna watch over the next few weeks and right. how we're gonna set everything up, and so I remember distinctly in this you know wall of texts that we had that there was final and girl involved in it. And so I just thought, all right, final girl is what we're doing, I guess, is the movie. So, okay, fine. And then Black Christmas, I've uh, seen a minor amount of and whatnot already. Yeah, great movie. Awesome. So good. Uh, But yes, and so I ended up watching Final Girl at home. I rented it. I paid money for this. How much did you pay, Mitch? (laughs) Two ninety nine. <laughs> Wait, who who's offering the final goal for two ninety nine? Uh, Google Play. You can rent it. Oh, they did you dirty with that one. It's really dirty, dude. I didn't even know you could still rent films like that. How does that work? You, it's like an online service. Oh, basically, what happens is if if you go on Google Play, okay, you pay a certain amount for a rent uh, rent the movie, or you can also buy it and then it keeps it on your Google account that you have. Is this like separate from like Google Play Music? No, it's not. It's the same thing. Why have I not seen this? I want to go look it's at pretty it. Pretty cool. You yeah. can. There's a movie section. Well, see. Okay. Well, I. I'm not going to say it out loud. I obtain my movies by other method. But what? <laughs> well, really, what I'm trying to say is, I wouldn't ever rent anything unless I could magically go back to Blockbuster. I mean, sometimes you don't have to. And hey, I mean. Well, 
to get us back, well, do to it, explain do what you to need you. To do. do what you need to do, I say. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. You know, you know, I, I did it just because I, I have, uh, I'm familiar with the uh, road that you may be traveling down or the high seas <laughs> you may be traveling down. Um, and so I've sort of like, I've sort of gone away from that just a little bit out of convenience. And honestly, I'm yeah. okay at paying $3. For a movie that I'm only gonna watch like once or whatever it is, you know. For some reason, I'm still not. Like, I feel, I'm mad as hell when I have to rent things. I feel that happens yeah. a lot with with age. You just kind of get tired of doing. You get tired of the search. You know what I mean? I'm not. I don't want to get on there and go through all these links and you know maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe put things at risk because that thing those things are expensive now. Your your parents aren't gonna pay for them. You're gonna pay for them now. You're gonna fix your computer. I'm your still trying to figure that out. Why do DVDs cost like thirty dollars now? I I don't know. Like I I get that they have Regular special edition. Yeah, like they have special edition features usually, or like or it's Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Yeah, it's a Blu-ray. You know what? I think you're right. I think it's just the Blu-rays. Because I'm like I'm pretty sure DVDs are kind of cheap, but I don't know. I don't really go and check out the DVD section at the store ever. I think we've gotten to the point where all of us can agree we're mostly digital now. Right. We're mostly there. I mean, except for just, like it's just funny to see it though. It's still there in like a, it's oh, like yeah. in a cage a bunch of dvds is thrown in there well if you go to like walmart you can find those bins that have like all of the movies that have been sort of cast into this dark zone of movies people are never gonna it's watch again it's kind of sad it just it's where you go to die a walmart bin i mean <laughs> just think about it Ima- imagine being put on imagine being put on display right like being put on the front on the front shelf you're like oh hey we have this thing it's new come get it dude and now you're this thing that gets thrown into a cage and you're just sitting, you're just mixed with all these other things that are totally different from you because you have like horror with comedy with everything. It's all $5. It doesn't matter what it is. It's all, all, $5. all these movies don't matter anymore. No. This is the don't movies that don't matter anymore bin. Well, it's either that or it's movies that have gotten forgotten by generations because there they're used so to old. be a class system. There used to be the cheap movies and the expensive movies. Now they're all just. Wait, cheap. wait, you just went into <laughs> a whole other piece movies. of it. What do you mean a class system? Like, like there was a certain way they yeah, arranged there was the movies? The, there was, you know, the new DVDs, and then okay. there was the DVDs that were, like, for $5. Yeah. And then there was some DVDs that were, like, for $10. Okay. Well, you know? Isaac, so I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, 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 Big Daddy at one point was yeah. a high-class movie. Daddy, it was an upper-class movie. Bucks. And now it's no, now it is now for poor people. Now it's 99 so. cents <laughs> apparently, at Walmart. Apparently it is now for poor and it's, people. And it's touching Terminator 2. Yeah. And that's 99 cents That upsets me. At Walmart. Yeah. If you go to a certain, like, you go to certain parts of Walmart, they have movies that haven't moved from that same shelf spot in years. And you're I wondering why it's still there. I remember my uncle buying Terminator 2 on DVD because okay. that was when it came out, DVD. Yeah. Like a titanium case. Oh hell yeah! Like it's legendary like edition. edition. Yes. it was like a yes. hundred dollars. Oh fuck! You can find that for like <laughs> that fifty cents like... at a swap mean. <laughs> right. Right. You know now. what? That sounds like something Best Buy would do to you, where they're like, "Oh yeah, this film, this is special edition. There's only like a hundred made, and it's like three hundred dollars." And people would buy it because it has like the Terminator head inside. But then you go online and you find out it's like eighty bucks on Amazon. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of stuff that's not even on Blu-ray, but there's DVDs that you got to buy yeah, the DVD. Yeah, that's and you fair. Gotta find it. It's terrible. Do you guys remember when Blu-ray was up against what was it? High definition. So it was that red case versus yeah. the blue. I remember the high. De- they still have high def, don't they? Yeah. Well, no. You you it's, have to it's like 4K now. You can go to like uh, I old think it's 4K. Did like yeah, 4K is a new one. 
And now they, if, if you want to go find the high definition ones, you got to go to like a, an old store that still sells like VHS and shit like that. And or they'll have them stacked sw- up. I mean, I've had the best luck at swap meets. They're finding DVDs. Well, which swap meets are you talking about? I go to the Oceanside one. The one by the one that's in the drive-in theater the or the, the, or the abandoned theater. one now. That's the saddest thing. It's no, this still goes. No, no, I'm sad about the drive-in theater closing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, they took them all even down. though that's yeah, an they, amazing. They took one. them all down. Yeah, I guess that's. I guess that spot was really like kind of sketchy for a while. So they. Might, I mean, they might just yeah. had something to do with that just to make it look like a lot. You this know, is like the not. valley in Oceanside. Yeah, <laughs> you know the drive-in. I'm actually gonna theater. move right by there. That's I'm gonna move really close to there. So. <laughs> The drive-in theater structure is just swap meet a lot. separated, awesome. like normal society from degeneracy. All the bad <laughs> shits happening on the other side. <laughs> well, that area is interesting because if you go up to the top of like one of the sides and you look in, it it, it looks a little like beat up, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Got like this old ass screen oh, that's yeah. like not used anymore. There's this like like a there's like a frame that was like built at one point yeah. around the perimeter that you can tell it's still there, but it's all broken. Like you know, it's this rebar and like a square, <laughs> like a square of some Whoa. kind of structure that was there before. Have you guys ever been to Bombay Beach? No. You ever been? Okay. Where's so, that? All right. So Bombay Beach is is it's near like on the way to Julian. Okay. Um, I'm trying to uh, Ramona. Is, it's like around Ramona, also like is past it Ramona by a lot. like this like what's that lake? I always, I always forget the lake that's by that place. It's a big one, and it yeah. starts with an H. I know it starts with an H or something. Like that. It's like Hutchison or something like that, or like I don't remember it's what it n- is. I'm not quite sure of the lake, but so but I you was know there. What I'm talking uh, about right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I, I'm aware. Okay. Um. So I was. Uh, I went there with a few friends not too long ago, and that place is. It looks like a post-apocalyptic town because a long time ago, <laughs> it's a long time ago. I think in the seventies or so, yeah. a lot of like Hollywood people used to live there, things like that, and it flooded one day. Oh, uh, wow. And due to due to reasons I'm not a hundred percent sure on, but it flooded a lot of dead fish as well and made the place just nobody wanted to live there, so they all moved. And then in the uh, in uh, they left all of their stuff behind. So okay. there's like cars left behind, houses that have just been destroyed and f- were flooded at one point. Like we went to like an abandoned boat and like stood in it. And if you go there, it's just like being in like just this gnarly slummy area. But it's just and but like the thing is, it's like so strange because there's all these ruins of this old little city that like not city, but like a little like, you know, community of people used to live in. And then like cut off from that is like just normal living. Everyone's fine. After that, like all the houses look perfect, and then there's just this absolute garbage section <laughs> of the town. You know what that, that reminds me of? Uh, isn't there a city in the middle, like the middle of the United States, where a coal mine like lit on fire and just kept burning for years? So they had to like abandon the town because of all of the fumes that were coming out. Oh wow! Yeah, you can look it up. It's got a population of like three because there's just three old dudes who refuse to move out of there. <laughs> and super the, yeah you go through and it's like silent hill kind of town where you're going through it's foggy and it's oh this coal mine is just still burning cool. i feel like this so uh, it's called centralia pennsylvania exactly Cent- oh thank you and it's funny because i i thought about that because pennsylvania is known for coal yeah exactly they're built on coal that was a good fact check thank you yeah i was gonna look it up myself but i was too lazy no, so I'm, I appreciate I'm, that. I'm quick on these. I'm quick on these things, <laughs> right? I'm no, really yeah. Quick on these things, I'm glad yeah. you found that one. That's a good thing. But thinking back to the drive-in movie theater, have you guys been to a, thri- a drive-in in a while? I used to it's go a cool with experience. my with these old roommates I had all the time. We used to go every month, 
I saw the Dark Knight Returns there. Oh, shit. Or the Dark okay. Knight Rises. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Um, and before that was the Born Ultimatum, and they always do a double feature. It's over off yeah. of uh, Coronado. Yeah, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the one down there in, in Mexico. Uh, Santee. I yeah, it's Santee. in Santee. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw, I think I saw Deadpool there. Sick. With some other movie. I forgot what the other movie was. But yeah, wh- I, saw, I was on Mushrooms there one time. <laughs> yeah. that's awesome well i mean that's why you get to go like yeah. in your car I, I saw the dark knight rises on my, and that just destroyed me it was <laughs> it was crazy weirdly enough i saw moana in a drive-in theater like very kid-friendly uh that, disney movie be pretty cool it was fun it was really cool yeah. uh i actually went to see that with percy it's a fun time you know because you're in a car you can you know you can either sit in the back of if you have a you know, car that has a back, yeah. you know, like a trunk or whatever, you know, you can <laughs> open up the back and sit back there. You have a, you're just hiding a, in the trunk, you know, a bed of a truck, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you can just face the, you know, the car forward and you, know, you got to look through a glass. It's not the best sort of thing. I'd rather just watch it, you know, open air. If it's cold, your car is going to get fogged up, which yeah. is the funniest thing. Cause then everyone around you, everyone's is just turning their car on for like right. 10 minutes. Exactly. To keep their battery on. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's about to be on for like, Hours. yeah exactly so it's like <laughs> i've definitely seen people's car there's all these just fumes die going there. on <laughs> all right then this is more of questions for you isaac okay. uh, i'm curious how did you did you have sort of a like an initiating moment when you started watching movies like did your parents show you a friend an older brother or something like that no i always watch movies with my parents so it was just so was yeah, it like a regular my parents thing? were big movie people oh hell yeah okay. they're they're really big movie people i remember my mom was the discount dvd lady she would just always be in there picking through it for i don't know like 25 minutes half an hour just looking through all these movies just to make sure she got the ones that she wanted because it was on sale and yeah we'd grab them and we'd watch them that week and she'd always want somebody to watch them with her and I, I would watch them with her we would all watch them together with her or sometimes if they were good she likes a lot of very romantic kinds of movies okay. very very drama you yeah know, i think i saw little women with my mom like <laughs> nine times probably that's such a that's an older one isn't it there was with winona ryder and, yeah and um i think kirsten dunce is in it too i haven't seen that forever but it's, it's a good movie oh, i mean it's a classic but it's you know come on you, you, that's a movie you watch with your mom you know that's totally one of right. those movies that you, well you i mean know. unless you're mitch's mom who showed you what alien well, yeah, you know, aliens. that's the thing. Like, my mom likes very serious movies. That's a very serious movie. Yeah, you know, it people is. People are dying from, like, diseases and stuff and going to war and things like that. And they're just, you know, this is the women that are at home. This is what they're, they're waiting for the men to come back. Dang. Like, I should put that on my list again so I can go that's a, It's it. a great movie, but that's, I mean, it, I hate to say it, and I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't mean to put it in such short words, but that's kind of what's going on the whole time. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I get and you. And they're just dealing yeah. with the struggles of living in this this hard life and the cold and the the snow and everything. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's a great movie. So that but, was. But uh, kinda... she loved she loves Silence of the Lambs though too. Okay. Because yeah. she's very into the drama. That was and my that's next a question. Very drama movie. You know what I mean? But it's also horror. It's also very right. scary. There's also some crazy shit going on. Do you yeah. have a personal favorite for like genres? You know. I would want to answer that question, but it doesn't seem fair to the other genres that I also love too. So I would say more, I have a favorite 
for every genre. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can I can name like a few, like five or six for each genre. So I get it. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not I'm not a I'm not really biased when it comes to movies. I like all different kinds of movies. Oh yeah. And um, right. you know, I understand the 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 best part about it is that I understand it because you know I got into it at such an early age, and it was cool because it was. I mean, there was some sort of a filter on some movies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Obviously, my parents weren't super crazy about the sexuality about some stuff, so they did the cl- you know they just covered my eyes. That's so they all- reached over. Yeah, they just reached over <laughs> and they're like, "All right, it's done. All right, you can watch the movie now." But you could still hear at that point. Yeah, right? you know, it just it didn't really do a whole lot, but right. I I had it was all up here. It it's was the, all in the yeah. head. You know, it's like the horror movie equivalent of when people bring up their hands over their eyes. They know what's they can going still on. See. They're like, oh, this guy's just getting ripped to shreds right now. Right. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. I don't want to watch. All right. Well, that's cool. I like that. Um, you know what? My mom was the same way. She brought me into movies as well. So I can definitely credit her for getting me into the movies I'm into. And then I think all three of us actually mentioned our, our mothers are the ones who were kind of like, you should watch this. Yeah. Maybe we should do like a segment where we all ask our moms to suggest horror movies to us that we should watch. We should just have our mom show up as guests. That's it. My mom would love mm, to be on this. I would I would totally bring my mother down here yeah. to do this if I can get her to come do this. I right. think it'd be pretty cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask her tonight yeah. and be like, Do you wanna be on the podcast talking about movies? Because she's movie the perfect mom. movie goer. If there is a way we can maybe even figure out how to get a phone on here. Yeah. I would love that. That that we could even yeah. just call our mother. Just call our mother. <laughs> call our moms. I Give love a ring. This is great. It went from like really serious horror podcasts. Like, you want to bring your mom on here? Fuck yeah. Yeah, let's bring our mom on here and <laughs> well, have her you, talk you about just horror movies with how, us. How great and powerful these movies really are. They, right. they bring people together. Hell I mean, yeah. it's, you know, horror movies are, it's like, for me, it's like metal music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're, it's just a specific genre. Everybody kind of likes it. I want to say kind of likes it because I don't think everybody really likes it. I think you're talking about metal. No, just both, both things. Okay. Both things. I'm, I'm comparing both things to them right right now. And I think people kind of like it because you know, Ozzy Osbourne, everybody loves Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of people that don't like Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. ACDC, you know, these songs are in kids movies. They're on commercials. They're everywhere. Everyone likes them. Everyone recognizes them because they know it because they're, they're great. It's great stuff. Oh, horror yeah. movies as well. Some people are watching a horror movie. They don't even realize it's a horror movie sometimes. There's a few like that. Yeah. yeah. You know what? This is good. This is a good segue. I'm ready to talk about Because like movies. Signs. Signs is a good one like oh, that. God. I was talking about Signs earlier with my coworker. Yeah. She was uh, talking about the scene where the alien walks across. Like they have that found footage. The Mexico footage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like good, how it just That's a good scene with Joaquin her. Phoenix. Yeah, he's watching it. He's a guy. Oh, yeah, he's that's right. watching it. He's all scared. It was a good movie too. Good way of building up tension. It was a good. It was one of, uh, yeah, one I of mean, one of those. Me, it was a good movie. Yes. It wasn't really That's one. I, I didn't say. really care for the movie a whole lot. I liked it for signs. I I mean, it's just my opinion. Just my opinion. I mean, it was <laughs> it didn't it didn't really work for me so much because I, I'm not a huge M Night Shyamalan fan. Right. I just hated that it's, it, it can't handle water. You know what I mean. I mean, it's, it's it little, was a nice nod to like War of the Worlds. Yeah, but if it's running around the cornfields 
wouldn't it do it in the morning when there's dew all over them and stuff? Like, come That's on. That's a like, good fucking point. Wow. Actually, I didn't oh, think about no. that. Oh, no. We're just like, we're tearing apart That movie's not right really that good anymore. <laughs> anyway. No, dude. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't no. even think about that before. And didn't it rain one time or something? Yeah, but I don't think they were out. But who knows? You don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, we're, man. What it, like, what it, why are they even there? You know what? We're going to put that into a box, and we're going to come back to that later, because I want to rip apart science just for that. Yeah, we'll rip Honestly. apart science for, for <laughs> I mean, I'm just being that, I'm that kind of movie watcher. No, you know that's I mean? good. That's a good way to... I, I like to listen to the things. I yeah. even put the subtitles even oh, though I, put I can hear it, because everything. I just I want to read it while I hear it. It's just a thing I do. Well, you miss things sometimes. Yeah. So if you put the subtitles on, not to miss things. The amount of times I've the whole movie for you, misheard you know? dialogue in movies because of just like bad recording or something right. like that is is in, uncountable. So like subtitles are not just there for the deaf. Yeah, that's true. There are two different types of subtitles too. There's one for like the hard of hearing, and then there's another one that's just like a direct subtitle of what they're saying. Did you know that there are movies for blind people? No, how does that work? All right, so ba- it, it literally is the script being read to them with oh. the sound of the movie playing. That it like was a cool one experience. of the coolest things I ever ever saw. I had no idea, and then I had a I had a deaf friend, uh, no, I mean a blind, excuse me, blind friend, and he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, man, I watched Deadpool 2. and I was like, "The fuck?" Yeah, how? <laughs> like I, so I said that to him. I said, "The fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, we just yeah, we have we have blind movies now," and I was like, "How?" You have to show me this like right. show. and he pulled it up on his phone and showed me the like a blind movie and it's just a black screen it just like says the na- like the script over you and it actually describes the scene for them as like the sound and everything from the movie is playing okay and so it's a very like very different experience for for them i actually had um an uncle that had a blind friend and he would read him his comics and just describe it to him you know That's I mean? a cool story. Whoa! So he would and sit next to him and he just would like... sit next to him, and then he would. And so it was. It's kind of funny because he explained it to me. So he, because I'm, I'm really in the comics as well. But um, you know, like some guy. Oh, he's punching him this way. So he would grab his hand and put it like into a fist, what? and then move it like he did this. Yeah. And then he, my his friend would move his hand that way. So now he knows what the hero was. He, the hero was punching upwards. He was doing this. Dang. And then he would grab his leg. He's like, you see this? Like he he grabbed this and he moved it that way, and he hit you. He, he hit someone here and he touched him there. What uh? What year was this like around? Like how old were they? Uh, he was born. I I mean, this is probably like the like maybe early eighties. Okay, it was like probably like eighty. Yeah, they're 81. getting a lot of good comics out at that time. So oh yeah, he was a like big. He time. was a huge fan of like Spider Man. Hell yeah, and, and the X Men because the X Men were huge. The X-Men were big. Talk about good friends. Would you read would you read me a comic, Mitch, if I was blind? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if you See? if you became blind and you called me up and you said, John, I, re- I mean, Mitch, I really need you <laughs> to uh read a comic to me because I'm blind now, I would listen to Isaac's story here. Right. And I would just recreate that entire scene with you in a very yeah. loving fashion. That's a heartwarming story. You're welcome. Um, you know, I'm hearing both that. So, yeah, I mean, let's talk about the girl getting brutally murdered in Black Christmas now. I, I just, I, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm completely down for that. I've been yeah. waiting for. Oh, know, by the way, I'm Final Girl was absolute shit. Absolute <laughs> shit. That's, we, we totally like segued off of talking about how bad Final Girl was. Yeah. But we're coming back to it. I, I, are we no, coming, it was I, good stuff, Mitch. It was good stuff. It, no, it was not. You didn't like anything that you didn't like what we just talked about. Oh no no no, that was all good stuff. No, I'm not. Great. I'm not talking it was about great. that. It was yeah, great. no. We got, we got, moms <laughs> got in there. Come on. 
Yeah, no, I was no, I had no problem with that. <laughs> I, I think okay. the better question is, which movie do you guys want to start with? Do you want to talk about The Final Girls, or do you want to talk about Black Christmas? I kind of think we should get The Final Girls situation dealt with. Situation. Just so we can, because... Yeah. Well, okay, here's... Yeah. I mean, I have to, I have to say something about the about the confusion here that happened because well, that was not fair, at all. I, it wasn't fair to me either. I suffered twice. I well, you didn't have to if you maybe I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be Captain Hindsight over here, and just think <laughs> about things that could have happened. Let's talk yeah. about that real quick. But I think we should do Black Christmas first. Okay, because right. chronologically. It was what one of the original slasher films. Nineteen seventy four. Credited as one of the pioneers of the original slasher films, not the very first one. I don't think so, and I think other people don't agree with that. So that's why it's kind of up in the air. But I mean, it was a precursor to like Halloween. Oh yeah, it was an influence to Halloween. Yeah, it was the same kind of deal. It's a stalker guy. Yeah, doesn't really talk like. I mean, obviously Michael Myers doesn't talk at all, but this guy is talking and using the phone, but. You know, so there it's a stalking part. It's the stalkingness, you know. I've got some history for you. Go for it. I got some history for you. So the first slasher movie, and it would also this also does depend on who you ask, but if we're gonna go by years, okay. There's Bay of Blood, which I've never seen, which was nineteen seventy one. I've seen that one. And then there's also Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Black Christmas, which released in nineteen seventy four. And they're cited as the foundation of the genre for the most part. Yeah, that's that's why I bring the argument of that being, you know, one of the pioneers. Oh, of, for sure. Yeah. Of being the slasher. Yeah. I'm not saying it's, and like I said, I, I'm not saying it's the first one. I don't really think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a slasher movie. Just I don't, I don't like think so Kind of like we talked about that the other day when we were watching, when yesterday when we were watching Yeah, exactly. Movies. Yeah, no, I don't, okay, I don't yeah. think it, it qualifies as slasher because it's definitely like redneck, like redneck horror that's sort all, of redneck like some, murder family like sort of. eye shit right there. You yeah, know what I mean? It's very much like that. I feel like that, Hills of Eyes is a you know an an after thing of uh, of Texas Chainsaw for sure. Hmm. I originally thought of Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a slasher film, but it doesn't necessarily follow like those uh, those rules that sort of most slasher films have. I mean, it has the final girl. That is that, the but Texas that's Chainsaw just, Massacre. It does. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. She she gets away in the truck. Yes, she does. At the very end. Which version are you talking about? I'm talking about the original. The 70, original. 70s version. Yep. Okay. I have to rewatch Toe that Hooper's one version. then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the that was like one of the coolest parts of that movie though was was her running away with like Leatherface like twirling around with the chainsaw and whatnot and she's on the back of the truck as it's just going away and she's escaped. That's the scene where he's pretty much just running full speed with the, the chainsaw in hand. No, right? that's yeah. that's the one where he's pissed and he's like spinning around in circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's no, just I, like, oh, she got about. away. God damn it. <laughs> Basically, but okay. you know, in chainsaw. All right. Yeah. So what happened was when I told Mitch what movie they were supposed to watch, he went and found Final Girl, which is not a good film at all. And they watched it twice. Well, actually, I should say Isaac and Mitch watched it twice before finally watching The Final Girls. Yes, that is exactly what happened. Uh, The Final Girl was absolutely terrible. I'm sorry, Isaac, for subjecting you to that movie one time. I'm just gonna give you guys a little um, little rundown on Final Girl here, just so we can clear the water. Go for it, and you guys know why this upsets me so much. (laughs) So first of all, legit upset about watching it. This movie starts off with you know the final girl, 
and she's just getting prepped. She's just getting prepped at an early age up until she's an adult. And by this really mysterious, what would you say he was a hybrid of? He looks like a hybrid of Jason Statham and Jake Gyllenhaal. Or, that's his name, right? His name is Wes Bentley. And I guess yeah. his he's a hybrid of those Jason two, Statham. He looks exactly like those two people just put together. He does, does kind of look like them. I'm not going to lie. He's like a beefy Jake Gyllenhaal. You know what I mean? Beefy. Like he's I a little bit, he's a little bit him. more stony, you know, a little more manly, All right. like you know, like, <laughs> like more bra- more brawn. I guess that's the word you could use. Brawn. I he's would a, agree with. He's this a brawnier Jake Gyllenhaal. All right, you know, I can see it. I can see a little bit. He looks like Hugh Jackman's little brother. To me. <laughs> that's what he looks like. So so you so so tell, anyway, tell me so like the main reason why you don't like this film. So the whole entire thing. Everything was terrible. Oh, so it was just an overall bad. It was experience. just a bad movie. It was yes. a bad time. This this guy is training this girl, Abigail Breslin, from you know Little Miss Sunshine, the little girl. And you know, you know what? She's adorable. I just thought of something. You know what we should do? We should do a little bit after we finish this podcast where we just rip apart Final Girl. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Let's do I, that. At the end, I'm I'm totally down to critique I'm gonna, and I'm gonna destroy leave, it as well. I'll leave a little. So if you guys want to, yeah, let me get. Let's get back to this. If you guys want to yeah. hear our just absolutely brutal tear apart of the final girl, go ahead and stay tuned after the music cuts out, and we'll go straight into that. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's see. Let's loop back. So okay. Back so on topic. so we were originally talking about Black, Black Christmas. Christmas. Black Christmas because it's part of yeah. those movies that were part of the original grouping for what the for slasher, what the slasher yeah. Film yeah. would would be exactly or will yes. be and they were all in the 70s so this one came out in 74 and then what were the other years do you remember uh the other years was well texas chainsaw came out the same year that it did okay and then bay of blood came out very three years times. earlier crazy times right now yeah things are volatile things are so things are up currently in the, in the world like in the zeitgeist there's what like an, a real fear of of serial killers right there's uh well the thing about it if you look at horror movies at that point there was like the randomness killings you know what i mean yeah it was um just people just doing crazy acts for no reason it was like i spit on your grave and things like that you know what i mean also a good movie a great movie and then you have um uh what's his name um h lewis the the really the gormeister the guy from the 60s, the late 60s, he just did all these crazy... H. Gordon Lewis, that's his name. Which movie did he do? Um, he, I think he did one called like Blood Feast or something like that. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a later film, Feast. No, no, um, this guy is... Well, that's all right. Crazy. We'll figure it out in just no, a, he's, a few he's seconds right here. here. It, it's, it's Herschel Gordon Lewis, H. Gordon Lewis, okay. which he, what he goes by as well. And um, he did do Blood Feast. Okay. So yeah, I was right. What year was Blood Feast released? Sixty three. Okay, so it's a little earlier. So, but it, this is like some crazy shit. Is this it is like, like a... some like art filmy like? Oh, okay. He's taking. He's like pulling out like a whole like esophagus out of someone. You know what I mean? <laughs> that he probably this... bought at a at a butcher store that's from a pig or something like that. He's just. Was he's... this like the movie um, Faces of Death, where they showed you like real people getting yeah, killed? Yeah, but it's obviously not real. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like putting like a freaking like a drill in some girl's face or something. Okay. Like that. You know, like this is a, it's really yeah. gruesome. It's out of control. 
crazy for the 60s. I mean, it would be crazy now. People would probably right. be like, what is this right now? It's almost like porn. It was you know like I mean? uh, it was like Night of the Living Dead getting released in the 50s. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead is a lot tamer. Than they had so much. Well, for the people, they didn't understand yeah. like what was going well, on. That's a brilliant movie, first yeah. of all. It's for everyone. Everyone can watch that movie because it's, it's, it's crazy, but it's kind of real, which is the best part about it. Like they give you that real essence. They show you all that real footage and stuff like that. And it's dope. That's it's so good. I love it. So I just want to give you guys some facts about black Christmas. So you can kind of get an idea of where it lands sort of in the horror genre and what sort of like subgenre I guess it was. So definitely horror. It was definitely a slasher film. But if you go and look up some of the descriptions, you might find a description that says a psychological slasher film. This movie itself was produced and directed by Bob Clark. He's a Canadian filmmaker, and it was really big in Canada, apparently, and just flopped for some reason when it first came out in the United States and then gained popularity as more people picked it up and started getting like sort of a cult following for it. It stars Olivia Hussey, who is, or how do you say her last name? I don't think that's how you say it. Hussey? I, I, think, I think you're right, Husey. to be honest. Really? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, she's most known for being in uh, Romeo and Juliet that came out in like 1968. But she also did, this is a cool side note for her, she did a voiceover work for Star Wars The Old Republic, the game that came out in 2011. Interesting. She was uh, Jedi Master Yuan Par, which is kind of cool, right? It's a surprise. I When I was researching it, I didn't know um, she had done the voiceover work like that. And so it also stars John Saxon. And you know this guy as the lieutenant from A Nightmare on Elm Street. So he plays the same character. He plays lieutenant in Black Christmas as well, oh, the police lieutenant. So wow. he was a little bit typecasted, but John Saxon was in all, all kinds of movies. He was in um, Enter the Dragon. Yeah. The one he with was Bruce in Lee. Enter the Dragon. He was in also um, from Dust Till Dawn. Exactly. He's Wasn't in, he a uh, CIA agent in that one? He's an FBI agent. Yeah, there you go. And um, he's also in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Definitely, he was he was also a, pol- a police lieutenant, pretty much the same he's role. A, he's a cop. Yeah. No matter what, he, un, I mean, I don't know. Is he just a karate guy and in into the train? Is he just a karate? Yeah. Champion? He was like a martial artist who yeah, shows up. Yeah, he's not undercover or anything. No, he's no. like another com- like competitor. Yeah, for the but tournament. He, and he and I remember him too because he's totally. I remember that scene where they they see all the girls and he's just completely into it. He's just like, oh, all right, like yeah, let's get into this. He's just ready <laughs> to just be this flaunty karate guy. Right, and it's he's just like the guy with the big afro. I remember him. They were because they were friends. I think they were friends in that movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's also like the only other white dude in that movie. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember that that movie pretty well. I think so. What's up, Mitch? So he was also in Old Dogs, God's Ears. It's like he has a shitload of he's movies. A that he's a big been in. B horror movie. Yeah, actor. yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. But he's some of the horror like, movie. Actor. Well, there's ones that are like he was in a Genghis Khan movie. That's weird. Oh yeah, from well, 2010. He's, he's from a whole another time, you know. Like he's old now. He's what, like 83? Dude, John Wayne is Genghis Khan. Like <laughs> I think it's that same Genghis Khan movie. I think he's John Wayne. So a really funny article came out about John Wayne recently. Is that it? Look it up. For which one? So the one where he plays. Uh, no, it's just a. Uh, it's just a. Uh, no, it sounds looks like this is actually a documentary that he was in. Oh okay. No. Oh okay. Right. Did you guys hear about that? About somebody bringing up an old interview about John Wayne. I mean, I'm not surprised. There, he's he's a pretty crazy individual. So first of all, John Wayne is old as fuck, or he's dead now. He's but, dead now. Um, but at the time, 
he was like in the middle of his career and i'm like of course he's gonna have something to say where he's slightly racist or something else that's gonna be problematic and so to bring it up now in 2019 is pointless because i would just say it's problematic i mean i don't know no one well for us we, now we not necessarily during yet. the time no one really knows but i mean i just feel like it's this some people are just from you know that time it's just, i don't know like he's his movies are very like <laughs> well he was like the best star for like a couple decades like, oh yeah you know, he was he was, he was the, the most top one of the, the most liked actors around until yeah. like clint eastwood came around and he made it a little edgier <laughs> well clint eastwood was interesting because he went from being a really like strong tough guy to sort of getting like softer characters oh yeah and then in his old age he went back to it and was like trying yeah, to yeah make... he actually is in a horror movie himself which one it's called play misty for me I've never heard of that. that what is it about? Great, it's a great movie. It's about this girl that um, calls in this radio station because he's a DJ. Okay. And she asks, hey, play this song Misty for me. And then <laughs> she finally like, gets to know him and she starts stalking him and it becomes oh. this whole thing. You know, she's obsessed with him and she doesn't leave him alone. Have you seen the movie Swim Fan? Yeah, it's it. I would I would compare it to like a swim fan where she's just obsessed. Right. And she she's goes completely. to dire measures and it becomes this epic thing and. I don't want to say anything about it because if you haven't seen it, don't you know? I, right. I want you to watch. Oh, it. I'll go watch it. I'm gonna watch put it on it. a list. But yeah, that's play Misty for me. That's a great horror movie. I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah. So, so for Black Christmas, let's go to the beginning of the film. So we kind of get an intro. It's a sorority house, right? Yes. Yeah. It is. And but like not your typical sorority house. For me, honestly, I was watching it, and I don't think that they made the main actresses out to be like they were dumb. Or they were like bimbos, no. I basically. think it's great that they did it on a Christmas night. That too, because they were partying. Right. You know, they they weren't being you know behaved. They were being themselves. Yeah, everyone was. You know, relaxed. they're just they're kind of chilling. They're lax. They're drinking some alcohol. You know, they're obviously the the landlady or whatever her whatever. Oh yeah, she the house is, mother. She's definitely probably drinking too, so she doesn't she doesn't care. Everyone's just kind of loose. She busts out know. a bottle in every other scene. Yeah, that she's, she's in. Got not like even a no, every scene to that she's it's in. Crazy. She like goes to the toilet, pulls booze out of there, she's packing, and she doesn't pulls even out some drink. booze real quick. Oh my god, she doesn't oh, even the rinse bottles? the bottle. Well, here's the deal, Isaac. Her bottles never get any lower. They always seem to refill. So either she's got multiple stashes around the house, <laughs> or she just has like a shitload of booze. She probably has a shitload of booze. Yeah, I'd believe I mean, it. that's a pretty. I mean, I don't know, man. I I think you would do pretty well if you're a landlady of a sorority college house. Yeah. Well, I, well she's not the landlady. She's just the house. She's mother. like the head lady. She's just like her. Their like guardian. She's not like owning I'm, the I'm, place. I still you would do. I still think you would do pretty. But well. But she probably gets paid pretty well for that. Yeah, that's that seems like a pretty important job. It it does seem like pretty important, but I want to do want to touch on the point of all of the female characters or all of the victims in the movie. Essentially, uh, yeah, all of them, all of them are decently developed. You know, yeah. they all have a moment that shows a bit of their personality and makes you sort of maybe empathize a little bit or see something well, you know to care about. Sort well, of, it's good. So their deaths are like, more you know are more dramatic. It starts off that way, great because. I mean, you get your first kill pretty early. Like Very that true. was a surprise, actually. You know, for me. it's it's kind of part of the beginning. That right. girl that gets the well, the, I was surprised the plastic that she, wrapped around her head. Yeah, I was yeah. surprised that she had gotten murdered because usually in these kind of films, you don't have like the innocent version, like Christian kind of character get killed first. They usually last a good while. Yeah. So it was a surprise to see her get killed. I, I think it was. 
really I mean, obviously, you know, I don't think they really thought about it. They're like, oh, hey, let's just kill this girl off. I kind of think that's kind of what they did. Like I they did I, it on I, purpose? No, no, no. Just to, just to do it. There wasn't a reason oh, gotcha. behind it. It was just to do it. It was like, yeah. hey, it would be it'd be crazy if we just kill her off. Oh, that's film yeah. analysis getting let's, the better of me. Let's just do it. <laughs> I want to you know, know why. I, mean? I, I don't think there was any motive behind it. I think it was just a great scene. You know what I mean? Oh, well, what I was saying is it kind of goes against some of the, like, the rules of, like, slasher films, but there, right? But the thing is, death, that, that was before there was rules. But you know here's, what I mean? here's the other thing, though. Narratively, narratively in the movie, her death is what sparks the police investigation in the first place. Yeah, you're right. Because, because her, yeah, because and if, if, like, if, like, the house lady had gone missing, nobody would have cared. If uh, You were 100% uh, right. Or if the uh, the red, redhead that dies earlier on, if she had gotten killed, I don't think anyone really would have noticed. They would have been like, oh, she's probably off doing something. Yeah, and you it's know? that couple, and the boyfriend's getting pissed. Yeah. Why yeah. is no one looking for her? Yeah, you know, exactly. Why is no one doing this? Yeah, He's exactly. wearing the fur coat. I remember that, too. He's wearing a fur coat for I don't know why. Yeah, and they're just like, why is nobody <laughs> looking for that particular girl oh he was stylish what that was a good coat it was, was a good a coat. coat it was yeah. a good coat he does <laughs> he does awesome have a great coat. coat yes that was a great coat but i i do like that she dies early because it does set the tone for the villain it sets the tone for the movie saying that oh hey this guy is not gonna be you know he's not gonna have any kind of discretion he's just gonna do it like he's well, just going to wait for the opportunity to do it, and we're going to expect this now. The, like he's just crazy. The murderer in this movie is a high-dexterity rogue who has just been given all he's liberty just, in this house. He's roll, just rolling 20s. To backstab you know? every single freaking person in the house, and, and he's, he's allowed not a, to do that. He's not a gangster either. He's just rolling 20s. Well, oh, <laughs> I love, there's a lot of th- I love so much about this movie. I loved a lot about this movie. I like some of the, the style choices, the first-person views that you have of the killer usually sneaking up on someone or him just, like, watching from between the railing of the stairs. Which is what makes it such a great movie. Yeah, it's just it just creates the atmosphere. Uh, they really they set up the climax and then, like, the fall of action, like, you know, the rise of action and fall of action were always – it was always set with the attic op- opening or closing. Yes. No, so if the attic opens, that means that you know you, someone, shit's about to die. Someone's going to get killed. Yeah, exactly. Someone's and then, when, and right then when it closes, you know, okay, we're going to have a break for a moment and he's right. going to babble for a bit. Um, the phone calling was really good, played on your anxiety really well, right? As well, and it's yeah, because you just yeah. want like hang up, just hang up. Hang <laughs> well, up she couldn't in that movie because they wanted to get a trace. No, I mean at the beginning though, when oh. she's like, "Why, like this guy keeps calling?" That made me and really like Barb a lot in the beginning of that movie because she was like talking back to him. Uh where yeah. she was like, yep. oh, yeah, right. she exactly. was like, she's like, that's pretty weak. Like, I really? mean, in the sake for it being a movie where they all get murdered, <laughs> yeah, I will say yes. Right, but I've I've dealt with many people that just get calls from people that are obviously like not gonna right. say anything, and they're almost like, why didn't he just not answer that number anymore? Nah, I'm not that you know person. What I mean? I'll say something back. Uh, yeah, I'm that person. I can't do that. I will. I will, I will stay give on the them phone. less information. The <laughs> less information you have, the better for me. You know what I mean? But hey, I don't know. It was, it was a good. It was a good way to get an idea. Yeah, of it's a how, personality thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to see the personality of all of the female characters to start with, and then they chose the girls that they wanted to flesh out, sort of where it's like which characters are going to matter. Um, I was not expecting Jess to be sort of the like the main main person, where she like associates the most with the police, with figuring out who's going on, her whole issue with the boyfriend, which we'll get to in a second. But I want to go back to talking about the sort of like first person shooting that they did. 
which is like the one of the first times you might see this in like any sort of film. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of cool the background what? for it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. What year was Jaws? Anybody know what year was that? That was, was that? Ni- I think that was 1976. 76. Yeah, okay, so just after this. So yeah. I think we can might be able to say there might but, be some influence. Well, oh look, yeah. This is the thing. You had the release of this movie. Yeah. You had the release of Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Which became huge. And then a Nightmare on Elm Street. That wasn't until the 80s. Early 80s, though. But it was before Jaws. You're right. I'm talking about Jaws. Yeah, Jaws is before it. So what is what that has to do with it is that now they said that when, when that movie came out, horror went mainstream because it was a Spielberg thing. You know what I mean? It oh, was yeah. one of his first movies. He jumped on the bandwagon. But, he, I mean, he did Duel before that, though. Yeah, he was Duel sort of was like... the car movie, yeah. you know, where that guy's chasing him and he's... Yeah. Yeah. And that's his first movie. That's actually his very first movie was Duel. His very first movie was a horror movie, which is awesome. Really? Yeah. Spielberg's first movie was a horror movie. I feel like there Duel. was others before it, but no. I'll take your word for it. No. Look it up right now. <laughs> Look it up right now. Um, okay. So then, so they had those first person shots, which kind of influenced how other films might be made. But I think what I liked especially about it was that it was sort of this like handheld camera that he had with him. Yeah. And he sort of had a, he had like a rig that he, he attached to himself. He knew this guy knew some tricks. Well, apparently he the knew camera, some tricks, you know what I mean? The camera was from his shoulder is what oh. it's described as. And so I went to look it up. on there. Yeah. He had a rig that he made and the cameraman is the one that you got to see his, uh, his hands and his face. That was the cameraman. That wasn't like a person that they brought we, on for the character. Looking, what are we looking like here, Mitch? Uh, Isaac's got it. Yeah, he's 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 schooled us. Yeah, dude, Duel Duel is like the earliest movie Steel Spielberg made. It was 1971. It was it's classified as thriller action by Google. Okay, yeah. but Google's not that, the that's best a for horror those. Movie, yeah, yeah, it's it's really I've never seen the movie. Me neither. Personally, actually. so oh, I mean, dude, it, it gets you. It really does get your blood boiling. Okay, you, you really feel this guy like is helpless and looks like dude this guy just keeps following me and it's a semi truck that just keeps falling it keeps fucking with this guy i'll have and to, oh wait i've heard of this movie yeah Someone yeah else told and, me then, about and it. then there's like you know there's a whole like part where he goes into a town and does all this shit and like you forget about it almost right. for a bit and he gets back on the road and you're like oh shit i forgot it's this movie again. <laughs> all right so so we get into the film we get an intro we get a kill really early on in the films to kind of set the tone for you. So you know the killer's Smart in the house. Move. Right. So it's good. Like, they get your fear going right at the beginning. But then you also get an established rule, like where you had said, where you know someone's going to get killed when he comes out of the attic. And he's going to go down and sort of stalk around the house and find a single person. He's never doing this when there's a lot of people there. It, it makes him more monster-like. Right. You didn't get to you see him. You know what I mean? Because it's like he's going to his home and leaving his home. Like, he's going to yeah. feed. You he's know? hiding. Oh, that's it, a it good made, analogy. It makes me think like a, like a, like a spider, like those trapdoor spiders. You know what I mean? Oh, dang. I you like even this. use you a trapdoor. Yeah. Because he's literally uh, coming out. That's a good. Yeah. That's good. He's just like... like like he's like, oh, there's no movement. All right, right. I, can, I can come out. All right, all right. I, oh, oh, oh shit, oh shit. I, I want to talk back. about the like one of the best kills in the movie. Okay, come on. The best kill is definitely like the house lady, or like the 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 mistress of the house for them. When she goes, because she goes up the stairs and he hides there and he throws the hook at her face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like the best kill in the movie. You thought that was the best one? I think that, that was the best one? kill. I, I think that was the best think, kill in the movie. To be honest, I think kill number one was the best one for me. Really? Just because of the plastic bag? Oh, and it's propped up there. Well, the no, whole movie. That's yeah, so that's brutal. true. That's true. Yeah, they and just leave her in the chair. And shit. In a Every, rocking chair. Yeah, yeah. that's they, so fucked. 
<laughs> it is. My favorite was uh, when he kills Barb with the unicorn. That's really with the glass great. unicorn. But I'll tell you why I like it. The, that was my favorite. It's classy because you get a shot of his face, but the only thing you can see is a, a stream of light that's across his eyeball. So you get to see his like crazed yeah. eye as he's about to stab her, and then the whole scene you don't see him like directly stabbing her. You get to see like the the sort of moment when he brings up the unicorn, and then it goes back down, and then it sort of gets like surreal for a moment. And then he did, like he retreats back to his his attic after that. I think that I think that the that the uh, hook to the face is my favorite kill, but my favorite shot in the movie yeah. is definitely that one that you're talking about. It's just right. the shot it of the unicorn it... on the bed as he like grabs it. Yeah, and then also the shot when he's about to just destroy her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes it a very complete, you know, experience because you get a little bit of everything. Right, you get the grittiness of him being a complete creep and weirdo and yelling in the attic. You know what I mean? And you get that kill, which is kind of like a more graceful, it's kind of slower. Like when you see him pick up the thing and, and the way he's holding it and the light hits it and you can see that it's clear and it's a, it's a, you know, it's a crystal unicorn and just, he stabs her. This is, it's, it's very, you know, it's, it's kind of a beautiful scene to be honest. It really is. It's someone getting stabbed with a unicorn straight up yep, in the chest. A, but yep, that's exactly why I it's like a, it, though. It's a beautiful scene. Like, and it, it just depicts madness and craziness. Right. Do and we ever figure out what exactly is wrong with him? They don't really tell us anything about him. You don't know anything him. about no, this guy. No, nothing about this guy. You know nothing about this guy. He's just a crazy person that is calling the house. Which is the best part because yep. it keeps it in the same good horror movie rules, which it's like the it's a play on making it shocking and, and gory the and kind of something that you're afraid to see, but also keeping you in the dark a little bit. Yeah. Fear and of the not, unknown. Yeah, the fear of the unknown, which is a very, very great thing. That's an H.P. Lovecraft thing, right? Yeah, so that's, un- a, that's, a, that's just a horror thing in general. Yeah, just, but, yeah. No, yeah, but being I afraid think he of, was one of the people that had that notion of, like, the yeah, less you see, the yep. more mm-hmm. scary it really is. Yeah. Or the less you know, the more yes. scary it really is because you don't understand it. And they totally did that with him because we don't know who this guy is. We don't never know. Not even at the beginning. He's just some random guy that's living in the attic. He got in there through the window. That's one of the first scenes. He just gets in there through the attic window. And it's funny because later on in the movie, she says, I just realized that this is the only window that's locked in this house. <laughs> they do mention that. They mentioned yeah. uh, when they when those two dudes visit and they're like, "Oh, make sure you lock up all the doors and windows." And then they realize that everything is literally open. Yeah, in the house because it's a sorority house. And Everyone goes in and out. About it, you don't think about that. Well, that's like that's like more of a norm for like the time. I don't think a lot of people lock their doors anyway. It's also a very Canadian thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, because like, is a very, yeah. it is a Canadian oh, movie. Obviously. I always, I forget, I forget about the Canada part. So we have that whole a different like right. cultural influence. Yeah. On the no, movie I mean, itself. but I, I know, I, I know a couple of people that are from Canada. I went to high school with them, and because they, they came straight from here, they're like, oh, dude, I'm straight up Canadian. Like, I'm, that's what I am. That's who I am. And they're like, oh, nobody locks their doors. Like, no one, no one locks their doors. Like, no one locks their doors. No one locks their cars. You don't have to. Why, why would you have to do that? They're not afraid. You know, they're just, this is how they live. Yeah. Kind of sucks like to live in the United States because of that fact. We, oh, dude, we have multiple locks on our doors here. It's uh, it's almost a fact, you know. That's pretty funny. I didn't think about that until you just mentioned it, where they do have a moment where they realize that everything's locked. But when they go and lock everything, they're, in a sense, locking themselves in with the killer. 
So it's even more ironic that they ended up doing that. Yeah. And then so he keeps going, right? And so I This guy's just got the best angle. So so far so far he's been undetectable. You haven't seen him. You've only seen like hands and like sort of that crazed eye and things are sort of ramping up. So we sort of had an idea that the phone calls were coming from inside the house, right? At least we knew, the audience knew. But building up to that moment, I think, was really well done. For them to, like, do the trace on the call and for the guy to be like, where's the call coming from? And then they were using, like, the mechanical pieces at that point. So, like, it wasn't easy for them to figure it out. So how did you guys feel about the ramp up to, like, discovering that? Or sort of, like, the characters discovering that? Because Jess was the one who was on, like, the, the phone with the person trying to get the tap. It's built up first off. First off, it's built up with the uh, Max. Is it Max? Max is the name of the. Yeah. That, no. No. That's that's a different movie. That's you no. talking about the oh, police chief oh, of Final Girls. All right. So, never mind. Black Christmas. We have the girl that is trying to find the phone in the house. No, she was trying to keep the guy long enough on the phone for they could get a trace. So yes. To figure out where the call was coming from. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So she's having a fight with her boyfriend over her yes. pregnancy. So it brings up and her boyfriend goes to the house to confront her about this situation. Yeah. Yes. So we get a like a scapegoat for the her killer. Exactly. Her a scapegoat. Jess. Yeah. Jess. Thank you. Thank you very much for getting me on that. Jess was the girl on the phone. Yeah. Yes. So Jess is the one with her boyfriend. What was the boyfriend's name? I think the boyfriend was name is, uh, was he Bill? No. Billy. Oh, it's Billy. Billy yeah, it is right? Billy because the guy says Billy on the phone. Wait, hold on. Let me let me see here. On the phone, he says Billy on the phone a bunch of times. Yeah, it's really he's, creepily. He's teasing her about being pregnant and yep. whether or not what she's going to do about that. Peter. And His name is Peter. Wow, we're wow, we're really bad. His name is Peter. Maybe he just said Billy a lot over the phone. Yeah, no, maybe. Billy's the other movie. Billy's the slasher from Final Girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think you're just excited to talk about the final girls is what well, it is. That's really no, what it is, I, yeah. No, it's um I'm actually excited to talk about Peter because that's the shittiest piano player I've ever heard of. I was wondering life. about that. He's pretty terrible. He's like Well, I mean, at, he doesn't get the whatever like, he was uh, like trying for. He was like auditioning surprised. and then destroys the computer or the computer, the <laughs> the piano after and then gets really upset. So I'm assuming they were like this is terrible. We're not going to take your audition. He takes a bat to the piano. Or like the no, it was like a, I don't know what you call those. Is there the support beams for like those like oh yeah no it was that cut a, people off. I don't know what do you call those a little pedestal thing. They, they create the, lines in front yeah. of clubs. <laughs> those are those what are called. what they are. So it's pretty much just a like a pole and it has like a square bottom and yeah. it's used to make you know like a queue line like right. for a, for a movie theater and just or like a venue. That. Or something really, like that. the only thing you need to know about this is that it's heavy at the bottom, it's so heavy it's easy bottom. for him to destroy the piano. And then destroys it, gets really mad about it, and then goes and confronts Jess, which is like why the cops sort of assume that he might be the killer because he's like in there with Jess sort of towards the end of it. Yes. So they find out the calls are coming from inside the house. The police lieutenant tries to warn her by telling Nash, who's the guy at the station, he's the one who answers the calls. He tells her, he tells him to not tell her that the killer is in the house, to just walk out the front door. And then they'll handle the rest of it later. And he calls her and tells her exactly that. And I fucking hate Nash for that. He's such a piece of shit cop. Well, I mean, just with her, like, she she she's also pretty shitty herself. I mean, she totally did not listen to him. 
Who, Jess? He's like, don't repeat what I'm saying. Is he in there? Just say yes or no. I would argue that only she only did that because she knew her friends were upstairs. Yeah, but she just totally just... Because I'd know. probably do the I, same I think shit. she screwed it up. I think she screwed it up. She went upstairs. She just only didn't leave the house. She doesn't listen to the people trying to help her at all and goes against their judgment of the situation. And then you have the whole... The whole they figure out the phone calls coming from inside the house, which means the killer is inside the house. And then you have yeah, then you have the boyfriend showing up as like, you know, the scapegoat for it. And he also sort of kinda has the same haircut ish, I guess. So that's really <laughs> the uh the comparison that we really get there for them. And uh yeah. Yeah, but we we wouldn't have a movie though, if it wasn't for all those bad decisions that happened though. You know what I mean? So I don't think anyone made a bad decision in that movie besides the cops. I think she made a bad decision by going upstairs. Well, the cop told her, hey, leave the house. There's obviously a killer in the house. He's calling from inside. Would the situation have changed if she had gone upstairs or not? I don't think so, because her friends were pretty much dead either way. So you're saying so what are you saying? Was it unnecessary for her to run upstairs then? Yeah, pretty much. Or it did, it wouldn't matter either way. I don't know. Anyway, her friends are dead. What would she have done upstairs? Well, I'm I'm only against it because it makes sense that she would run upstairs to make sure her friends are okay. Because they've all bonded at this point. Oh. The cop that was watching the house also got murdered Sometime, by the killer yeah. at, at they never show that part no. either, but they just allude to it by showing it to you, of course. Well yeah, he, he got his throat. <laughs> you don't find out until the police lieutenant shows up. And he's like, why is he not answering his radio? And he's just dead in his car. And then you got to think about how long he's been dead in his car. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, he must have gotten killed sometime earlier in the night. It's because he's a, he's a Pez dispenser now. That's why. <laughs> or, here's crazy theory. Listeners, are there just two killers in the movie? What is this, Scream? I mean, they did take a lot. I mean, Scream <laughs> did take a lot from this movie. Yeah, sure. that's fair. But Wes Craven... Well, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, he, he sort of made it for another time period. Just, he made it you for know, the 90s. creative ways of killing people inside of, you know, a house full of teenagers or whatever. You know, like it's classic slasher stuff. <laughs> it's classic slasher stuff, man. Oh, the killing of young teenage Every, people? Yeah, is that what whole, it is? Yeah, the whole thing. Just That's like, fair. It's never like middle-aged people. household objects, you know? <laughs> a hook in the attic, a, an ornament on the shelf, you know what I mean? Like some girl on screen when she gets put up in a in an electric door, on a garage door. She you gets killed mean? by a weak ass garage door. That never yeah. made sense to it me. It doesn't make any sense to me. She's a little thick. <laughs> I, I think I think that thing would have held up pretty well. No, I think it would have just broke and she would have fell to the ground. Like it lifts her up, and I'm like, garage doors are not that strong. Well, I mean. I mean, I it's like know. those weak ass panel, like you can run it's up like and aluminum, dent it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And she was, she wasn't some like. Well, she was trying to crawl through the window, and then it it goes up, and then she dies somehow in that process. She wasn't. It was in, weird. She wasn't an Anne Hathaway. I'll I'll tell you that. You know, what happened to Anne Hathaway? You know, they're just you know very different. Oh, I thought she died some no. specific way in another movie. No. My bad. No, you were just making comparisons as far as they yeah, look. Exactly. Okay. Yes. My bad. Yes. I was which like, is, is a terrible oh, has thing. Anne Hathaway been in this? Which sounds film? absolutely terrible when you say it that way. But oh, yes. I was just saying. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Wait, so so the guy in the car gets killed. The police lieutenant finally shows up to the house and goes. He goes inside and figures out like essentially what's happened. No, they go to the basement because yes. Billy, not Billy, 
what the fuck is his name? Peter. Peter, Peter. has gone down Peter. there to yeah. confront. Well, he breaks open the window. He breaks yes, the window to get in. He breaks open the window. And she's terrified at that point. I thought she was dead when they first showed up. And then it turns out she's still alive. And then the cops just don't bother to check the attic, apparently. So just like the worst cops. They even mention it in the movie. They walk out like, I was going to check the attic, but nah. And they just like leave. Really? It's something like that. It's yeah. a throwaway just line. Just like they yeah. do with the unlocked doors and windows. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they ever lock anything. It's almost like they, they catch themselves. They're like, ah, if anybody asks any questions... Sponsor him now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We didn't know about locked doors and we didn't know about this and that. Then so. they all just leave ha. really We're suddenly. Canadian. <laughs> We're Canadian. Right. Well, right. I feel like they were definitely making some jokes about the locked doors with that just because it's more common in the United States. But whatever. I don't think anybody ever really caught on that, though. Well, not there's, a, yeah, there's... not if you don't know that weird bit about Canadians. <laughs> the only reason I know about that is from uh, Bowling for Columbine, the documentary with Michael Moore. I know. It's exactly the reason why I know it, so that's pretty yeah. funny. So that's the only reason I know it. That was such a weird documentary film. It's a great documentary. But anyways, speaking about this being a Canadian film, it's like, I don't know. If it's, it's, is it really a thing they do and we just have to kind of, you know, it just kind of oh, I have over, Canadian goes, friends. Like I've our, asked them. Our friend, our heads. You know what I mean? If you don't really think about it, yeah. And it's but they make it a point, though. You know. Well, that, I think that was more for like so the killer had more access to the house. Yeah, is but what it's it was also understandable for. if I guess. What's well, a sorority house too? Exactly. But this movie was released in different with different titles in different places. So. What was the other titles? It was a uh, Silent Night, Evil Night. Okay. That was the American. Did they use title. the same that was the American title? Did it they, wasn't Black Christmas here. No. Well, yeah. because people are weird about horror films that have to do with, with Christmas. Christmas time and comedy. They called it Silent Night, Evil Night, but in Canada it was Black Christmas. Black Christmas was one of the m- movies that my mother told me she couldn't watch ever again because of the girl that's in the rocking chair with the cellophane over her face and everything. Right. And so from my her judgment, but she... The whole movie. Yeah, I, <laughs> yo, absolutely. But she, because of the reference point that she has... I, I believe that I believe that it was probably called Black Christmas wherever she saw it. So I don't know what or was it or was it like a different or was it are we talking like outside the U.S. It was called something different. No, it, it was here. It was, it was here. Different. But then how would my mother, who has like never know been outside, it is Black Christmas, who's never lived outside of it, would know it's Black Christmas then? I don't I'm, know, I'm man. Schooling you right now. Let's see. Let's go. <laughs> He's about to go look it up. Is what's gonna happen? He's gonna Google me. Well, I think we've come to the end then for that movie. So what what kind of ending did this have? Did you guys like it? It was kind of open, ambiguous. The killer's very, still in there. Um, very, the end, or is it? Yeah, there, and it's early on, so this can be credited with like doing that type of ending. Pretty sure she dies, though. Who? Jess? Yes. So look, yeah, Black Christmas, I guess it's safe to assume. Black Christmas was released on October 11th, 1974. Okay. In Canada. And December 20th in the United States under the title Silent Night, Evil Night. Damn. Then I would say they did that because it was so close to Christmas. It was marketing. Yeah. That's why they did that. Yeah. I mean, they don't want people to be like all paranoid on Christmas because they know how Americans are already. Isn't that name still sort of like Christmas relevant though? Yeah, it is. That's why it was (laughs) like... Still a Christmas I kind of just think it really... 
Now, you know what it was? what we were as a nation back then, man. That was some crazy shit. We can't even handle Black Christmas. Well, yeah, because it was the 70s. Whoa. They didn't want to say black in the title of the film. Dude, no. that was like the height of like the black movies. Like it was like black, like you know, no, that was the height of black exploitation movies. Not yeah. necessarily people like no, good. I mean, movies. it wasn't a good thing, but it was. <laughs> you had like saying, Black Dynamite like, and shit, which was terrible. But like, like Shaft and all these things. <laughs> like and stuff Shaft, like that. that's so. I hate that movie, but <laughs> it was there. <laughs> it was. It happened. That's fair. But I think that's why. I think definitely that's why they chose to rename probably it not a different title. That, yeah. Yeah. They probably. <laughs> well. So I think we should move over to the final girls because the final girls were sort of like a parody of all of the slasher films. And it's done much later. It was in 2015. Awesome movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. I love movies like this. It reminds me of stuff like, uh, like cabin in the woods or Tucker and Dale versus evil. And it was a hidden gem for me. Nobody, I, I had to be told about this one after, well, after my harrowing adventure while watching Final Girl two times. <laughs> you didn't know about this movie until Percy and I told you about it, right? No, not at all. Didn't okay. even know it existed. How about you, Isaac? You know, I saw the trailer for it one time, and I thought it was cool because I remember about Cabin in the Woods, and I think that was about like two years before that. I think that was like a 2012 movie or something like that. Okay. But... I remember seeing it and it reminded me of it, but I didn't, I never saw it after that. I, I just kind of forgot about it, but this was during a phase where movies for me, there was so many of them coming out at once. Cause there was all the Netflix stuff. There was like, all Oh like yeah. The Hulu stuff. You had streaming services. And there was like, there's just so much stuff coming out. Like there's like, I got to watch Punisher. I got to watch Daredevil. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got to, I got to do all these shows and, Holy crap! I can't keep up with the with the little indie horror movies that come out. I don't. I can't look those up. I, I have all these crazy shits to deal with right now. So are you watching more TV then? I mean, I was at that point okay. because there was these great shows on at that point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think there was some hardcore like um, Daredevil going on. There's some. I think Punisher just like just came out like around that time or something. Well, like that. Punisher got released after like, daredevil because he got there, introduced was it like in that 2015 show. though or something like that no it was much later it was much later yeah. I, I remember i was watching daredevil i w- to be honest i wasn't really watching a whole lot of tv at this point <laughs> i was working a lot and um you know tv was this something that i kind of wanted to revisit i was watching older horror movies that i liked or whatever but yeah um well so i wanted to just give some facts about the final girls so it was released in 2015 yeah. It was considered to be a slasher comedy film, which is obvious because there was a lot of funny moments in the movie. It wasn't meant to be taken seriously. Awesome. Mitch, you mentioned that it was sort of like um like it a parody, was like a right? it was it it started off kind of groundhoggy, like groundhog day. Yeah. Esque. There we go. Yeah. Groundhog <laughs> Day esque. It started off like that sort of where the, like where the van comes and they are perplexed by it and it yeah. just drives on by. And then 92 minutes later, exactly the same bus drives by with the same people in it and they do the same thing. And then another 92 minutes. And so it just, it shows that they're in like a revolving universe at this point, just a repeating universe. Well, for the movie itself, like narratively, they were dropped into a movie, the movie that that the main girl's mom was in, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's like probably one of the coolest narratives in the movie too. It's super awesome. I, I love that part that the mom was a B movie actor. Right. Well, and she was like a screen queen. She was like the, one of the like original women to be in those movies, or at least in their universe. She was like known to be like an actress in one of those movies. Yeah, and and uh, her daughter, 
uh, Tasia, I, th- I think that's her name. Well, the actor's name. Yeah, you're thinking but, of uh, Max. It? Her yeah. name is Max in the movie. Yeah. But um, so she is a screen queen nowadays because she was in American Horror Story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She got credited like yeah, the contemporary so, so she's version. considered a scream queen now. Like she's literally considered a scream queen. She's been in other movies too. I didn't even realize that until I looked her up. And it was, you know, she's got all these other movies I totally remembered. But she's known as a scream queen now. And it's funny because we have like the mom is a scream queen when it's an actual like modern day scream queen. Well, what's your that definition is, of that? Because I know everyone has a different one. I mean, it would be people like, you know, that have the iconic roles. It would be, you know, fucking Linda Blair. Linda Blair would be like a crazy, like... <laughs> That's a pretty good name. You know, like it would be, um, I don't know, people that die often. What was Linda like, Blair in? The Exorcist. The, so know? she was the the main girl in The Exorcist? Yeah. Okay. She's... she's I, I could she's, not she's remember the her little, name. She's the little girl. She's the, the girl that gets possessed. I wouldn't say she's, then she was a screen queen then. I mean, I guess it's because it, it, usually that mean was, if you die, is, well, is that is that what that means when you die? I thought it was if you're just like some horror movie. Well, icon. it's usually you know the girls mean? who end up being the final girl. Okay, is usually the ones that they would label something like okay. that. A girl but being, I mean, a girl being the final girl would be Jamie Lee Curtis for sure. Well, the final girl title was sort of something that was newer, and it came out of the idea that people didn't want to say "screen queen" anymore. Yeah, because that was that was originally created because of. It goes back to like older things about like why movies were made about watching women get murdered. Yeah. And so it was like this was made for like a like a male audience. You got to see women get murdered. You got to see them being like half naked while this was happening. Yeah. And so what they decided to call them was Scream Queen because they were screaming most of the time through the movies. Yeah. So they changed it to the final girl, which is a survivor really of the movie as opposed to being naked half of the time and like not knowing what to do. Yeah. Like a good final girl is the movie You're Next where she survived all the way to the end and yes. like fights back against the yeah. killers. Yeah. So like it kind of evolved in that I way. I mean, I mean, you got Halloween too. You know, you got, you oh know, yeah. Jamie Lee yeah, Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. is a great scream girl. That's yeah. Well, um, I would say she's final girl. She is final. Girl. <laughs> I mean, she is definitely final girl, which is the best part of this whole movie because it just capitalizes on the whole idea of the final girl and it's final girls. Like, and I mean, that's going to be an emotional trip later on when we talk about that, but you know, it's, it's it's an awesome movie. I love it. Well, so Mitch, you mentioned uh, sort of like off mic that it had sort of comparisons to Cabin in the Woods. How do how do you mean? Well, I said that on mic too. Did you really? Yeah. I did. Oh no, never mind. No, I did not. I said that I liked Cabin in the Woods also, <laughs> but it reminded me of that a lot. But it what it did that I dislike in some other horror, like some other horror movie parody movies. Like I'll use like the scary movies as an example. Yeah. I don't really like their their humor too much. And I don't think that they like pay respect to the art form. I think that they're just making fun of it. Scary movie was scary movies like those, yeah. like all of those. Yeah, scary movie one, two, three, whatever you want to yeah, call. Yeah, I know it. what you're talking about. And so, but when you watch something like The Final Girls or Tucker and Dale versus Evil or Cabin in the Woods, you can tell that the people who wrote that movie really like horror movies yeah. or really enjoy them. And so we're playing off of like the typical things that happen in them, while also you know paying like like an homage, like while also being an homage to those movies as well. This one. Uh, Final Girls being an homage to, you know, Friday the 13th and a whole bunch of other, you know, horror movies that exist. If I had one thing to say about, I mean, movie, the comparisons of what movies we could compare this movie to as far as like its influences or whatever, um, you'd have to look at the campiness of it. It's very campy. You know, it's it's not 
taken seriously. For people who don't know, what's campy? Campy, I feel like, is a movie is is a is a attitude you have in a movie. It's an attitude. It's that you don't take it seriously. You know that you're joking about it. Uh, like, so like most B list movies it, are campy. Look at then. look at the movie Crybaby. Okay. With Johnny Depp. That's a very campy movie. <laughs> no fair. one's no one's taking that shit seriously at all. They're just doing it, but it's great. <laughs> and they're doing it. And so it's still awesome. enjoyable. Then. It's enjoyable, which is what makes it campy. Okay. That's the whole point of it. You know, it's a fun attitude. Like, you know, when you meet his parents and they're just all just awesome about being shitty. <laughs> that's very campy of them to be like, oh, hey, we're shitty, but it's great. You know, like <laughs> it's awesome. And so so then for the final girls, what was your favorite scene then? My favorite scene in that movie is probably... It's probably um, one of the later scenes, which we, I mean, we'll probably talk about later, but... You just get into it. Yeah, okay. It's one of the later scenes where um, she, you know, she decides to go out there and save her daughter and be, yeah. and let her be the last girl. That's probably my favorite scene. Oh, yeah. So the mom pretty much the decides, mom, yeah, to, decides like, to go out there and, uh-huh. and, you know, go topless and, and get murdered. On the subject of campy, I just want to bring this up. I looked it up really quick for yeah. us. There's an uh, official definition. Yeah, campy... Campy refers to intentionally exaggerated thematic or genre elements. Exactly. Like they don't. They, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. So what Isaac's saying, like they don't care, et cetera. But it's also just in the exaggeration but of it. But they're doing like, it. You know, they're, like, they're going for it. You like know? use like, Evil Dead 2 as an example. Like all of Bruce Campbell's facial expressions yeah. and everything. And that, that is, is campy. Extremely campy. Is camp. That is camp. Yeah. That is campfire. All like, of oh the God. like trauma movies. You know, anybody here seen Surf Nazis Must Die? No. Dude, trauma is... It's I have a shit. picture on my Instagram of me with with Lloyd, That's the director of That's fucking awesome. I have a what picture. What is this movie? It's, so he did uh, the Toxic Avenger. Oh, he did shit. Surf I should have known that. Must Die. Okay. You know, he did... Um, Tromeo and Juliet. Uh, he, did, he, did, he did a class in Nukem High. Oh, I've not seen that one. Which is ridiculous go watch that movie if you like if you like watching nickelodeon shows this is a nickelodeon horror movie that was such a specific (laughs) like it's like it's slimy you're getting slimed wait so you you got slime out of nickelodeon then dude yeah that was i was trying to think of like what else can i associate with nickelodeon slime dude slime besides slime 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 it's all about the slime slime i'll turn off the mic so you keep saying slime Yeah, <laughs> see, <laughs> that's all I think about when I think about Nickelodeon. I think about slime. That was that was such a weird reference. Anyway, digress. I don't know where we were at. Well, we were talking about. Uh, we were talking girls. about the final the, girls. The last, the scene with her mom. Oh, wait. his favorite scene your in fav- Final Girls. Wait, your favorite scene. Okay, so when the mom decides to kind of be a martyr, then to like get, let her daughter survive the whole ordeal, and yes. then not be the final girl anymore. What about you, Mitch? What was your favorite scene? There's a lot of there's a lot of good ones. I think the slow mo, the whole slow mo bit was really awesome. <laughs> I also really liked the um the attention to um using the flashbacks. So like using the third like oh what is it? We're using like the fourth wall. Yeah. Like using the fourth wall to like outdo the enemy. Oh and yeah. It, because they go and they're just like wait, induce a flashback. Start talking about the uh, Billy's past and everything, and then he starts she starts talking, and yeah. then reversing and then reversing back to a flashback, which puts the bad guy into a bad spot. So the characters are then aware that they're in this sort of situation, so they yes. they are able to like control bits of it. So yeah. you get you get a strong breaking of the fourth wall with these characters. Oh then, yeah, absolutely. Which is really cool for 
uh, an audience that sort of already knows like the quote unquote rules of slasher films, they sort of bend those by being able to distract the killer by reversing time or being like, we're going to go into a flashback and this will be what saves us for like a couple seconds till we figure out a plan to get out and do that. All right. Well, so it wasn't necessarily, uh, the final girls wasn't really like a gory film. Was it? No, no, I wouldn't really. say it was. You know, I sometimes it, it has a little bit of gore. I feel Adam Devine getting killed and getting his shins like ripped out, and just having his feet dangle around. That's kind of gory. <laughs> you know. Well, um, I'm thinking of both of them. The black people are getting as well. stabbed left and right. I mean, the what's his name got a, a machete halfway through his body. That's, I mean, that's, that's, I think maybe I just have a low gauge for it, is what it was. I mean, desensitized. (laughs) No, I mean, I've seen I I understand what you're saying, though. I understand what you're saying. It could have been a lot bloodier, but it is is also PG 13. It's a PG 13. It was? Yeah, it's a PG 13. I don't know why I thought that was rated R. Also surprised me. They must have pushed they the boundaries did not, with it. They did not say they fuck pushed that much a lot. In it. They pushed a lot with this. They called somebody a fag in this movie, dude. That's fucked up. Well, actually, you can only say fuck twice in an R-rated movie. In a PG-13 movie? Or PG-13 movie, sorry. Okay, I did not know that. And I then, had no that's idea. That's like an official rule. I feel like the... the speaking of that, Isaac, I feel like the, impl- like the use of that word is to show like the time period gap. Because they were looking at like an old movie from like the seventies and whatnot, and so it's to uh, show like it's to sort of show that there was sexism in those movies at the time. Oh, for sure. They were not showing a movie of the seventies; they're showing a movie of the eighties because that's totally oh. Jason ripoff. Oh, damn. okay. Damn. First of all, damn. Because Jason didn't really become Jason until later. He didn't become Jason until like the second movie. Oh, uh, now you, you get it. it. No, no, but, but it's true. But it's true. This like, is like that, one of those trivia questions where I was like, who was the real murderer no, but, of Friday the 13th? But it was, it was his mom. <laughs> it was, it was mom. his mom. Yeah. But in, but Jason, the, what, Friday the 13th came out in like 82 or something like that yeah. later on. And obviously it was a whole different time then than it was back in the, you know, the 70s or whatever. So this is a total 80s ripoff movie of an 80s camp. You know what I mean? Like this, this is 80s. 100% 80s. Even the music was 80s. Oh, Some yeah. Some of that music wasn't made until like 85. Well, so, it was because know. they were focused on uh, parodying the slasher film. Yeah. So yeah, that was exactly. like the height of it because you that got. Was, that was the height yeah. of the, the point. I, you know, I'm, I know I'm being nitpicky asshole over here, but <laughs> at the same time, it's like you got to look at that stuff too because I'm pretty sure they looked at it too. You know, they're making a movie. I don't remember what the time period was set for the film in the universe of the final girls think about it but i I see where you're coming from now and so i i got you that's that girl's mom and she's very young so it's probably from the 80s i feel like that was just a casting thing like they didn't want to find like an old old lady so they just said it was her mom even though their ages don't match up because she's still kind of young you know what i mean but if she was actually her mom she wouldn't be that young no, she looks amazing. <laughs> so she it's like, you know what I'm way saying? Way too amazing to me. So yeah. in a way, they sort of did mess that but up. Maybe that's why but she's still an her. actor. They wanted, that, they wanted that specific actress, though. I know that much for the movie. They, they had like approached her for it, and she definitely wanted to do it. So they wanted her specifically, and they wanted the younger girl as well because yeah, she had already she's... been in a bunch of stuff at that point. So, yeah, so like what you mentioned before, she became known as sort of a contemporary actress for horror film. And so they wanted to have her in something like this, even though the film itself wasn't that popular. People didn't really like the final girls. And I'm surprised by that because it's a great film. 
to be yeah. honest like if we go back to what you were talking about comparing films i compare this film literally to scream because yeah. there it's that movie is all about dissecting a horror movie and i compare it to like a final destination because what they do is not really up to them it's a result of what they did to this world that they're in now like they're in a movie now so now their consequences are going to cause these reactions that's why they killed the last girl that was supposed to be the last girl right away you know what i mean she died so it was it was their re, it was their cause and effect that caused everything to go to shit game's already changed at that point for you them. know what i mean and that's the total final destination thing it's like they cheated death so now they have to deal with these things and they're gonna fuck it up and people are gonna die other people are gonna die and if they keep cheating it other people are gonna die you know what i mean kind of i feel like it's almost like that and it's also very um very scream where there it's like hey this is a horror movie this is what it is this girl can't die these people can't do this. This can't do that. Blah blah blah. Well, now Scream, they're actually in it. They're Scream did what uh, Scream sort of did what the Final Girls did, where they made fun of things, or the yeah, characters did. Exactly. The two main dudes who ended up being the I killers. I mean, Scream in the film. did it in the like more of a raw version where it just seems like a bunch of asshole teenagers. Well, they didn't break the fourth <laughs> walls. What they didn't do, they had the yeah. characters themselves yeah, do yeah, it through no the writing. And no so they wall. were like, they had the two guys who were just making fun of it, where they're like, oh, you shouldn't go anywhere like alone. Just like they're mentioning of the rules. They even mention it. They say the rules of horror film. So like they were doing a parody in a different way. Or at least Wes Craven decided to do it that way. And it was it was good for the time period. And it had like the elements that you would see from older slasher films. So it had like one famous, like really famous actress, which was what, Drew Barrymore? Who gets murdered, like first first, first person who gets killed in the first film. Scene. And then the actual movie starts. And then you get to see like the rest of them. So, yeah. you know, it worked out that way. Yeah, and then and you know what you were talking about is you know that scene where it's pretty much he's got a party, and they're watching yeah. the movie, and he's like, "This is what happens. Like now, now watch this. See, she she's not gonna die. Like right, and it's totally what's going on with with the you know with uh first the final girls, because they know what it's about, even though they, well, okay, so. So really, I want to move towards closer to the, like the end. Um, Mitch, what did you think about the ending? Did you think it like the, it was good that the mom sort of like handed off being the final girl to her own daughter? Yes, I thought that it was super well done. First off, they're playing the same song in the beginning of the movie as they are in the end when the mom dies. So they're in the car when they're before they get in the car accident at the very beginning of the film. They're yeah. listening to the same song together as they are in the very end of the movie when she's on her way to go to go like basically accept her fate and die. Okay. So when like she's, bookmarks. Yeah, then. when she's ready to go flash death, she's ready to she's ready to do it. And I I love that scene by the way. Yes. That's it was, amazing. It was great. That was an awesome it, it was great. And it. it's playing the same song as she's walking over there, like when they're together and so stuff. So they then use the music as sort of bookends for yes. for like the beginning and then yep. the end of the film. Mm-hmm. So you kinda knew at that point that something was gonna happen. Yeah. Because they used it for the accident at the beginning. I also love how they wake up in the hospital afterwards and then they're just like, Oh man, we're all alive. Yay, it's great and they look out and then they see that, you know, Billy has returned and they're just like, Oh no, we're in the best we're in like the way cooler movie, the sequel, and then it right. just ends that way, and it's so. It was a good way to end it and leave it open if they wanted to try yes, really making a sequel. Yeah, to that. if they really wanted to, yeah. 
Well, but just, it's good. It's good as a standalone film, I think. They yeah, should have they definitely left it like anymore. that. Right? They didn't need to add anymore. But so so what I wanted to do then is sort of like wrap it up, but I want to ask you guys some questions before we go. So really the question is of all of the serial killers or like the villains of these slasher films. So we're talking like Freddy, um Jason, Michael Myers. Who do you think is the most dangerous? We'll start with Mitch. The most dangerous of all of those in particular? No, it's anyone you can think of. Any those are just like the classic ones. Oh you, my god. It could be like Pinhead. It Whoa, See, I mm, No, not it either. No, I wouldn't say it either. You know, you know what? I think Freddy's pretty gnarly. Just being able to attack people in their dreams is crazy. You can't let them sleep. Like people you will die of horrible other things if you right. do not sleep. And if you have something that's so scary that you can't fall asleep, eventually you will, so you'll have to face it anyway. It's like an inescapable fate. I mean, I guess Jason's like that too, but really you only have to go to a camp. Right. You have to find a certain Jason, area. And then you just have to be really unlucky if Michael Myers shows up. You know, it's <laughs> just like you just have to roll a really bad that day. Bad right. hand, you know. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so so Freddy Krueger then. Yeah, I would say is of of the slashers that I can think of off right. the top of my head right now, I'd say that one's probably the probably the like the gnarliest one. What about just overall like villains? Not, like not as, good, as good villains. Yeah, I know it's much broader. I mean, I mean, Jason's got a pretty. Uh, he's got. It's like okay, like an okay backstory. You know, it's sort of. It's sort of like. Eh, it's just like I was a tortured soul, and I now know. I am murdering them. It's like he's like the revenant. He's a revenant, basically. It's <laughs> that whole thing. If I'm gonna get in, if I get super nerdy about it, you know, he's a vengeful spirit. I guess I felt like the Friday Thirteenth was like some weak ass writing, but I'm sure I'll oh, get, yeah. people oh, will absolutely. get pissed about that. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just like you know, it set a precedent for new movies later, and that's why yeah. they're noteworthy. If I want to pull the, if I want to pull my my metal knowledge, you know, like the early black metal stuff wasn't that great sounding. Nobody really thinks it was that great sounding, but it set a precedent for newer bands to make more interesting music later. Using that, Isaac looks upset. I'm just, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> about to fight right now no i'm i'm not gonna disagree with mitch i feel like he's totally right about you know freddy krueger being a completely just unstoppable force of, well then who's the who's the one you would choose then to be honest i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with an outsider here i'm gonna go with the candy man oh shit because the candy man is pretty crazy he's uh he's like a malevolent force you know what I mean? Wait, was he actually supernatural or was yeah, he just like a killer? Yeah, you got to summon him. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's more like he just, he comes out with the ill deeds and all that sort of stuff. And it's just kind of, it hits kind of hard. Like it's not just, it's, I mean, yeah, that's more vicious. Someone going after the child of, of the people that wronged them and stuff like that. Right. But I feel like Candyman is more of the guy that comes up when you just least expect him. Fun fact, Jordan Peele's going to remake that. Yeah, I, I really hope he does a good job with it. Oh, yeah. He's been fucking killing it with what he's making. Like, and I, I can't wait for his Twilight Zone. You know? That shit looks, a- it actually looks scary. Next like, month. Yeah. Next it's going to be amazing. Out, yeah. All right. It's going to happen. Uh, I ended up choosing one of like the original three, I guess. I went with Michael Myers like, in the Halloween movies because in every single one, he's shown to be unstoppable. Yeah. Like I mean, he literally, no one ever stops him. Even in the newer one. They, like, burn his ass to, like, in a basement, lock him in there, and he still, like, walks out of it. So, like, really, just nothing he's is going to stop him in those movies. Also, anyone who goes up against him doesn't usually fare well. Oh, no, <laughs> like, no, he, no. like, 
sticks a kid to the wall with a shotgun just yeah. like not sharp at all just like right to the door that was like in the, like that movie or like uh i think he chokes him out and like it looks funny because it's like a rag doll that somebody obviously just grabs and crushes and it's just the most awkward scene because because you see the rag doll and then it goes back to like the kid like the prosthetics or whatever they decided to put in there so it looks like he just like like squishes a pillow yeah exactly <laughs> It's like cotton, whatever's inside of it. put some Foley stuff over it. <laughs> oh, no, that's exactly what they did with oh, those. Yeah. All right. Um, I asked Mitch last time about this, but Isaac, what was the first movie you remember watching in theaters? In theaters? Yeah. Um, this is actually going to sound kind of weird. Because, um, <laughs> Speak closer to the mic. I want to hear a lot of, uh, <laughs> A lot of the movies that I saw when I was a kid, I usually fell asleep yet. Okay. And I didn't see it until later. <laughs> But the first movie I actually remember seeing the whole way through yeah. was Gladiator. Gladiator? I saw that with my dad. Okay. And it was funny because it was one of those movies where we went to go see it because he really wanted to go see it. Oh, I see. And he was like, don't tell your mom that <laughs> we're going to go see Gladiator. Yeah, because right of all the violence. Yeah, because of all the crazy shit that was about to happen. But I fucking love that movie. Like, holy shit, that was awesome. That was amazing. I saw someone get cut in half. Like, holy crap. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, I was the like, girl with the chariot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was so young. And I was like, dude, she just got cut in half right now by a chariot. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's the standout scene for you. <laughs> oh, my God. That was my favorite part. That was a oh, whole Jesus. movie. I loved. I would rewatch that like a bunch of times. I've seen it a lot of times, it's too. It's so great. My grandpa loves that movie. So that I scene is just, just always hits me so hard, though. They're just having that crazy fight. There's chariots going around. And boom. Someone just gets cut in half like. Holy shit. This is fucking crazy. I appreciated <laughs> that movie for Joaquin Phoenix for being that villain in the movie. He was terrible yeah. in that movie. I mean, no, he, I mean, he was great. No, yeah, he he's was a terrible, terrible person. person. Yeah. All right, Mitch, I'll ask you a variation of the question. What's the last movie you saw in theaters? Oh my god. Can I can I have like a moment? Yeah, think about it. Let me give me cuz I haven't I haven't been to the theater in a while myself. It's, it's been a while. I think I'm gonna sound like such a such a fanboy when I say I think Alien Covenant was might have been the last movie I saw in theater almost. No, 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 no. One of the one of the probably maybe one of the Avenger movies. One of the superhero movies that came out recently. What's that? Oh yeah, Infinity War. I think might have been maybe maybe the last one I saw in theaters. I didn't like that movie. Well, that's that's I guess that's your opinion. <laughs> if you if you whether or not you enjoy a movie or not is entirely inconsequential to me. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'll tell you why I didn't like the movie. I didn't like the movie because they made Thanos seem like the bad guy. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm not even oh, gonna get yeah. into no, it. No, no, no. That's no. That's perfectly fine. I totally get it. Uh, the yeah. best the best villains are usually right. <laughs> yeah, we have a, a Thanos sympathizer over here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It looks like we're gonna right. I don't know. So we'll get into it another time. Yeah, another time. That? Yeah, we'll start. We'll have like a like a bringing down the grindhouse does Marvel. Well, I think we've reached the end of it then. At yeah. this point, we've been talking for like an hour and a half about yeah horror films and what we're getting mad and about. our moms. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm really gonna do that. I'm gonna ask my mom. Yeah, I will also send her a message and ask her if she <laughs> wants to come on and talk into a microphone about her horror movie what experience. if it just turns into them like talking about shit without us dude my mom will my mom will go my mom will get in depth about shit if you let her she'll talk my like i sometimes if she ever hears this 
Um, I sometimes just put down the phone and let her talk because no. sometimes it's really bad. Like sometimes if she if she's just going off about stuff that I've already heard her talk about ten times already in the same conversation, eventually I'm just like, okay, I've already. She doesn't do any like check-ins. She just keeps going. Sometimes. Because my mom is the kind of person who will stop. To, like, I don't think we can put this part in the special now because now I can't invite her if I put this down. <laughs> I'll cut out. I'll cut out just your part. We'll we'll skip right to this. So yeah. Thanks for coming on to the so. show, guys. <laughs> no, really, I appreciate Isaac coming on really last minute. We literally asked you like yesterday if you could come on uh, because uh, my other co-host could not make it for the night. And I appreciate Mitch, who's going to commit to showing up pretty much every week. I think. Yeah. You going to just come weekly? Keep doing this. Yeah. Hell yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. And I appreciate all of you guys listening in and keeping up with the show because we're definitely going to be back and doing this as often as possible so thanks for listening i hope you guys have a good night thanks a lot guys thanks for listening yes have a good night